TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you, and for the 370-something time, it is a great privilege to introduce the wellness doyen of the known universe. But at the moment, he's a bit of a struggling golfer, so we need to give a little bit of love and compassion to the great man, Dr. <laughs> Damien Christoph. How are you, brother? Uh, Marcus Pierce, it's so great to be here with you. I'm so sorry for standing you up earlier on. I, uh, I'll, I'll be, I'll come clean. Um, I had a stinker today. I didn't play well. Um, I hit some great shots, birdied a few holes, looked good. But there's these things on golf courses called uh, bunkers. I don't know if you've ever seen one of them. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I found every single one of them greenside ones today, and it nailed me, like nailed me. So I was like a bit down on myself, had to go to a meeting, finished the meeting, thought, oh, that was so bad. I'm going to go back to the club. But, you know, I was back at the club, and I was hitting some golf balls in the bunker, and there was my great mate DJ, and he said, Damo, let me give you a lesson. So he's given me a lesson. I got to the end of my bunker session, and I thought, oh, I'll go do some putting. And then I thought, gee, it's weird that I've got nothing on Wednesday afternoon. Surely I've missed something. <laughs> <laughs> and so I looked at my phone, and I'm on the putting green and just practicing away, holding long putts, going great. And um, – there's a little missed call there from Marcus Pierce. I thought, oh, no. Oh, no. I've missed 100 not out. How can you miss 100? I miss it all the time, but I don't ever miss it, if you know what I mean. So I know what you mean. I missed it. That's I know what you mean. I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I'm good with this. I actually like the fact that you were doing something happy. You were doing a, a good thing. It wasn't like you were just out there wasting time. But I want to know. If you had become yeah. a vegan for 12 weeks, would it have improved your golf <laughs> game today? Well, it's an interesting question, PC, because I'll tell you what. Um, if I had a twin, if I had a twin, um, an identical twin, I might put us to the challenge. But my identical twin would have to be as bad as golf as what I am to see whether or not that would actually improve. That's what we'd have to say. Well, you actually go quite well on the golf course, but I asked this question, uh, folks, because just recently, uh, two Australians, uh, one, one, one man, oh, how has he got? One is called Ross and one is called Hugo. They are twins. They are Australians. And one went on, they, they, uh, called themselves the adventure guinea pigs. And, uh, one went vegan for 12 weeks <laughs> and one yep. went yep. omnivore. For 12 weeks, and because they're yeah. genetically identical, science loves them. And love what's that, even better for a bit of headline grabbing, and let's we're going to discuss this on this episode, is that the vegan yeah. 12 week fitness and diet regime came out on top of yeah. the omnivorous 12 week regime. And we thought, what a great, what a great conversation to have on this podcast. So, what do you reckon? Um, do you want to give your own? I mean, you sent this to me, and I'm so grateful that you sent it to me. What was your initial response when you not only saw the headline but um, had a little look at Ross and Hugo doing their thing? Well, I found it interesting because here we are. We've got a study um, of N equals two, uh, one doing the um, the intervention and one being the control. 
So, <laughs> so it's not a really big, accurate study, but it's a nice little observation. Like to see how two people might feel if they do things slightly differently. Um, so the control being the omnivorous diet, which is what most people would do, um, and then the uh, the intervention being the vegan diet. Um, can you just dumb that down for people? Because I, I think this is so important. If you can just simplify the language in terms of control, I mean, I think, I mean, maybe. Can you just explain that what you're saying is that if they were both eating meat at the beginning, only one person has slightly modified what they're doing? Can you just explain that from a research perspective? Because I feel like these headlines, they're good clickbait, but they're not going to the core of what you're saying. Yeah, so we've got um, twins that have decided to do two different eating programs. One of them might have already been eating meat um, or both of them might have already been eating meat um, and you might assume that given that they're of similar stature st- similar stature similar body weight all that sort of stuff almost exactly the same um, that they would have been living a similar sort of lifestyle with the same genes same genetics so when you change one person's diet like you've changed one person's diet and you don't change the other person's diet, of course, there's going to be something that's measurable. Now, maybe they change their diet slightly for the one who's omnivorous to just something that might be a little bit more clean um, versus the other one who went from maybe omnivorous and maybe not as clean mm. to a vegan diet. There's going to be a big shift in one of them, no doubt about it, no doubt about it. Now, they did state that uh, Hugo felt um, – he, his energy levels were unbelievable. Now, Hugo, from what I make out, was the one who went vegan. Is that correct? Uh, let me just double check because I saw Debbie Bunyan said, Hi, Damien and Marcus on Facebook. I was going to see if there was a, oh, if we had, a, go, had an audience on there. So, Ross was on the meat and Victor yep. was on the mung beans. Yep. No, Hugo, Hugo. Oh, I kept on saying Victor because of Hugo, Hugo <laughs> the author. Hugo was on the mung beans and uh, Rock and Ross was on the yes. meat. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So, that's, I think that's really quite interesting. So Hugo says that he's had a change in you know, energy, but as you and I have said in the past, that if you change your diet, whether you go from a white standard Australian diet or American diet and you change it to include more vegetables, for example, or you change it to improve the quality of the protein or you change it to decrease the amount of carbohydrates that you're eating, you're going to feel different. Like There's going to be a change. Um and so when you do something that's relatively extreme, like a vegan diet from an omnivorous platform, then you're going to have quite a detox. Mm. You will feel immediately unbelievable. Mm. You'll feel so great. like You'll, you'll have energy abounding you. Um, but it's the long-term implication that you and I talk about. Uh, whether or not, do, does that translate to longevity? Does that translate to um a whole world or life of awesomeness. Do you become an exceptional, or are you a mediocre? This is <laughs> this is we, we can't really. Work that out. You've been reading my manuscript. Um, oh, but- can I just tell everybody, especially our live audience, Debbie Bunyard and Heidi Jennings? Nice to see you there. Um, can I just say that I've been reading Marcus's manuscript for his book, and I've got to tell you, I cannot put it down. Last night I got to eleven fifteen, and I said to Amber, "What time do you reckon it is?" So we said. 
hey, Google, what's the time? And then Google told us the time. And, uh, and so then we went to sleep and um, it was 11.15. I couldn't believe it. So powered on through. I'm just loving your book. And I know you've been asking me to axe stuff, but I can't because I just get so enveloped in the stories and the examples of all these people that are exceptional. It's just unbelievable. I just I love it. Fiona Sawyer. You need to buy yourself a copy of Marcus Pierce's book when it comes out. I know you will, Debbie, Heidi, you will, and Fiona, I know you will too. Anyway, everybody else will too, I know. Oh, you're Great. too kind. It's you're too great. kind. Now, now I forget where we were, but I think what you were saying was that after 12 weeks, it's only natural that you're going to be noticing a change. But many people make yes. the, um, let's call it the mistake. They make the mistake that those 12 weeks, because this is exactly what I did, those 12 weeks then you think have to become your life. And that's now, so now you become a vegan. Now let's be very clear. Victor and Hugo, not Victor and Hugo. What's his name? Ross and Hugo. They started incorporating meat again after the 12 weeks, but they did recognize that they would start to incorporate more vegan foods, especially snacks into their diet. And I think that's the wise move. We don't have to become so attached to this. Uh, what is it? Monopole. What's the word for one? Like this one way, like plant based all yeah. the way. Like it's that's where I feel like yeah. we unipolar. lose unipolar. Yeah, yeah, unipolar. Yeah, <laughs> this is they are. That is a sensible thing to do. You don't have to be eating a cow in your snacks. You don't have to be having chicken eggs in a snack. <laughs> like you don't have to have high protein snacks all the time. In fact. There's no reason why I couldn't have vegetarian protein snacks or vegan-based protein oh, snacks CPC, CPC, every morning tea. CPC. Tahini. CPC, chocolate pudding cup. Coconut oil totally coming right. out so, of my everywhere, yep. Yeah, this is, and, and rubbed in on your face as well. And <laughs> the, so <laughs> if you don't know the back story oh, to a, that yeah. little – Episode yeah, 55 You've got to go back to – Something like that, way back. Carry on, carry on. I'd share it again. Carry on, carry on. Anyway, it makes sense to me that you would eat your main meals that included lots of vegetables, lots of quality fats. From time to time, you may have a animal in your meal. From time to time, you may have a plant-based protein in your meal, and. Either of those approaches are very sensible. You don't need to be hardcore carnivore or you don't need to be (laughs) hardcore vegan in order to get some kind of a shift or change or benefit to your diet or your body. And we know that to be the case. And Kale Broccoli did a a movie on it called The Longevity Film that Marcus starred in. And so it just makes sense to us and we understand that when you look at all these cultures around the world that live a long time, they have an omnivorous approach to lifestyle, except for the Loma Lindens, um, who are vegetarian or raging vegan, Almost depending vegan. on depending on their yeah. their uh, slant. So, so you've been uh, vegan or vegetarian? I've been vegan or vegetarian. I'd love yeah. to know those that are watching on Facebook at the moment. Have you done a vegan or vegetarian cleanse or diet? How long did you do it for? And did you feel that it wasn't sustainable? Because I think that's the the big thing: is how sustainable. Over many years, as we've spoken about, we're still looking for a 100-year-old vegan that's been vegan since they were born. I think it's great to do a 12-week. We think it's great to do a 12-week vegan diet. Go for your life. Notice what it's like. That could have happened in the old days where 
you could eat a cow, but then you couldn't find a cow for 12 weeks or a buffalo or a mammoth or a whatever it was. Like, that's that's life. That's the beauty of life. But I think where we get stuck, and this is what kind of triggers me about the media today, is that a 12-week uh, diet starts turning into this vegan is the way to go for the planet. You know, this plant-based by 2030 or 2040 or 2050, I'm like, guys, like, Eat more vegetables, that's wonderful, but we don't have to like, um, what's the word? Not hate on meat, but we don't have to turn meat into the enemy. That's just, go and tell, no. a, go and tell a lion that meat is the enemy. Like, and why are we trying to be so separate? <laughs> it's just not. We haven't got the same teeth as lions though, Marcus. That's why we're teeth. not 100% we're carnivores. Yeah. That's why we're not carnivores. Brandis, we're supposed to only eat plants. So that's ridiculous. So I agree with you, Piercy. Now, there's a few things that come out of this article that are worth noting. So um, Hugo, the vegan, his libido went down. Now, that doesn't sell me on the vegan lifestyle, I have to tell you. <laughs> 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 just saying. Just saying uh, we like, could only I, have one child know. when we were vegans. <laughs> Our second child was a raging that. carnivore. <laughs> 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 so, like, if I'm going to jump ship from an omnivorous diet to a vegan diet and one of the side effects is my libido drops off, not selling me. Yeah. The second thing is that the microbial diversity across the board, you know, from both Ross and um, Hugo, both of their microbial diversities dropped off, dropped off, uh, didn't improve. Now, wow. that's interesting. That's wow. really interesting. That basically means that 12 weeks wasn't enough to shift the microbiome in a positive sense for the long term. Wow. So we know with Carl Broccoli's gut movie, his other movie that in this case I starred in, um, <laughs> in that movie, in the gut movie, we know that in that, in a short space of time, he had a massive shift in microbial diversity, huge shift in microbial diversity in a really short space of time. And what that implies is that in a really short space of time, you can create a huge shift in your microbial diversity, but it doesn't play out for the long term. What Ross and Hugo noticed was that if they did this for 12 weeks, they had a, a decrease in their microbial diversity. In other words, the initial phase, you would have a significant improvement or shift. Mm. In the settling phase, there might be a significant decline in the benefit. So that could be a decrease in libido, decrease in energy, decrease in body mass in terms of muscle. Um, but the longer-term approach is what we've got to be looking at, and that is what we would see, I suspect. And I'm going to hypothesize that if Ross decided that he was going to follow, follow his omnivorous diet and continue that for 12 months, and if Hugo decided that he was going to follow his vegan diet for 12 months, that we might see a leveling out of the microbial diversity of the two of them. Um, and we might see that they might both increase. And the key thing being that a healthy omnivorous diet is high plant-based diet anyway, just eating some animals. And the Hugo's diet being the vegan diet, he would still see a, a shift in his in his microbiome, and it should be improved. Like it should be improved if he stuck to it for a longer period of time. What we've seen here is a classic example of somebody, somebody pulling out of a healthy eating plan too early. Uh, so they haven't actually reached the full benefit of it. This is what I reckon. so good to listen to, and I'm loving that our listeners, we can engage live with them whilst we're recording. Have you seen the Facebook comments here? 
Heidi Jennings, who is a yeah, wonderful yeah. listener. I've been plant-based for two and a half years. I was 100% strict for eight months, but then I relaxed. I love the way plant-based makes me feel, but I have a bit of meat every now and then. Oh, and Cadbury Dairy Milk Chocolate slips in a bit more, other than I like to admit. Well, I say gold star to you, Heidi Jennings. And the whole too, vocabulary too. of plant-based, I think, is great. Because I don't know about you, Damo, but I would like to say that I'm plant-based. Eggs and greens for breakfast, CPC yeah. for morning tea, egg and salad for lunch, and, yeah. you know, like it's it's all... Yeah. Veggie, plant-based, and fruit. Fruits are plants, aren't yeah. they? They grow on trees. That's a plant. Um, Debbie Bunyard. Um, <laughs> Last time I checked. Yeah, I did yeah. juice fasting, Debbie says, for a couple of weeks. Wasn't for me. Never been vegan or vegetarian. Yeah. I love meat too much, but I do eat lots of vegetables. So can we call that plant-based? I would love to say that's a plant-based diet. I think so. It's like the plant foundation. Like my, The foundation of my meals is plants. Like if you had a piece of steak and you threw a few vegetables into that then that'll be a a a meat-based diet Mm -hmm. but if you have a big thing of veggies which i've been saying for years to do like the palm method the power of food all that um even going back to all the old books that i used to read dr barry sears um um peter diadamo all of those sorts of old eating programs even uh, fit, um, fit for health and fit for life and globesity and all these books, they all talk about having bucket loads of vegetables and then having some protein. Mm-hmm. Every healthy diet on the planet has bucket loads of vegetables and some protein. It, and there is, a, there is a podcast that I listen to, PC, that's part of the Wellness Couch, the Barefoot Podiatrist, and he interviewed somebody who was a carnivore. And that carnivore Uh-oh. said that plants are bad for you they will cause all autoimmune diseases, um, including like kale and broccoli are the worst, and cabbage Cauliflower. essentially kill you. Anything green well, is bad for you. We're not meant to eat it. Now, I want to see what this carnivore is doing in 20 years' time if he's still alive, if it's still happening, right? Because there's no one in the planet who has lived for a long time doing carnivore diet. Mm. And there's no one on the planet who's lived for a long time having done vegan forever. Like, you just don't see it. Like, we know there are some cases, and I read in your book last night, was it Ruth Frith that went became plant-based or vegan? Oh, no, you're talking about Mimi Kirk? Is that Mimi, Mimi Kirk? Was it Mimi? At, yeah. Like, really she old She had age. bad arthritis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was Mimi Kirk. Yeah, was that Mimi? Yeah, because Ruth Frith right. didn't eat vegetables. So she changed and went plant-based. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She what? So what we're seeing here is that you can be old and then change your diet and get a benefit from it. That's important to understand. Um, but really what we're saying is that the what the most successful cultures do is have a broad-based diet that's primarily plant-based, mm. which is really interesting. Can you, just to wrap up this episode, I would think it would be so appropriate yeah. because I think, you know, do a 12-week program, do whatever you like, but... Your your palm method is timeless. Can you share with people your palm method? And, you know, it's a great template for how to live over the long term for longevity. Would you be happy to share with people the palm method to wrap up this episode of 100 Not Out? Yeah, yeah totally. Absolutely. And because, well, this is visual for those people on Facebook, for those people who are doing the audio thing, um, you won't be able to necessarily see it. But I think I've made it available free now on Vimeo. So if you go to Vimeo or Vimeo, I don't know how best to say that. If you go to Vimeo or Vimeo and search my name, Damien Christoph, you can see um, the Palm Methods video that I did a few years ago. But it talks about 
selecting protein, fat, and carbohydrate based on your own human design. So, Piercy, you've got big, long, slender fingers. I've seen them. Um, and and mine aren't as long and slender. Like, oh, you mm. see a bit of um, dirt on there from golf. But <laughs> um, so, I will have different portion sizes to you, Piercy, as Debbie will. She'll have different portion sizes to me. Heidi will have different portion sizes to me. Um, and, and so who else was on there? Fiona will have different portion sizes to me. And so will Lisa Fitzpatrick. She'll have different portion sizes to me. And anybody else who's listening to this will have different portion sizes to me because you have different size hands. Anyway, so your portion of protein is selected by the size of your palm and the thickness of the skinny side of your palm, not the fat side of your palm. The portion of carbohydrates or vegetables, fruits, and salads is – your finger spread, it's a whole mound. Where's my camera there? It's a whole mound um, that mounds up on your hand. Oh, vegetables, fruits, and salads. And then your fats, it's two fingers, your pointy finger and your expressive finger, and you put both of those together. That gives you the amount of fat that you want to be having. So, um, you, And that's just – that's very rough. But if you want a more accurate um, you know, representation of what that is, just watch the video. It's on either damienchristoff.com or go to – Vimeo, Vimeo, and search Damien Christoph and then look for the palm of it. I'm sure it's free. If it's not, I'll get off this call now and I'll make it free. I love uh, Debbie Bunyan says, I use Damien's palm method, still have the DVD. There you go. It's playing every night whilst dinner's on the stove. The good old Damo palm method DVD. I love that you've got a DVD player still, Debbie. That's oh, the best. Oh, so good. Maybe you've just got the DVD, but you don't have the player. It's, uh, <laughs> so, somebody sent me today a picture of uh, of me um, on from the original Palm Method cover that I did uh, from Norm Broccoli. So Norm sent me this picture from the original Palm Method. Check this out. Oh, look at you. Look at you. Look at that. How's handsome, that? Handsome, handsome hey? stallion. I love it. I Look, love it. That's old. Um, old. To our Facebook, uh, our Facebook listeners, friends, and viewers, you were able to see Damo uh, in all of his glory just then on Facebook. If you're not on Facebook, we are at facebook.com forward slash 100 not out. You've got to spell out the, the, the words and you can watch us live when we record, typically on a Wednesday afternoon, sometime between three and four. Depends how Damo's gone on the golf course that day. Um, Damo, thanks for your wisdom, your generosity with the Palm <laughs> Method, um, and for sharing that article with me. It'd be a great topic of conversation for today. To all of our listeners, viewers, and the like, thank you for sharing in the 100 Not Out message. We would love it if you would share this podcast with a friend, show them how to listen to podcasts, show them how it works. You can listen to us in Spotify and the podcast app. Uh, come on Facebook as well. Um, and you can also check us out over at thewellnesscouch.com. Thanks again for your support of the 100 Not Out message. And until next time, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. And bye for now. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.